Welcome to Business is Good, the podcast all about what it means to be in business in the 21st century. Small and medium-sized businesses are the lifeblood of the UK economy, and globally they can and will have a huge impact on society, the economy and how we live our lives. From technology disruption to reworking a solution to solve the world's biggest problem, Business is Good is a podcast about what it takes to be successful and how every business defines that in different ways. Business is no longer just about being defined by what you do, but it's about giving back and redefining the problems and how we solve them in a way that works for you. I'm your host, Caroline Sumners, and I'll be giving you weekly inspirational stories from business owners who are building business and solving problems. This week, I'm talking to Sebastian Bates, the founder of the Warrior Academy, which is a global martial arts organisation that's been voted in the top five clubs in the UK. Sebastian now lives in Dubai, where he's expanded out the Warrior Academy to include the royal family of Dubai, which is a really interesting story in just how you expand your business um, beyond the United Kingdom and how you use social media to do that. Um, Sebastian's a pretty driven person and his vision for um, Warrior Academy is to build a socially conscious global organisation. And what's really interesting is the way that Sebastian talks about um, the focus on something beyond education um, and good grades and how to build well-rounded individuals that are resilient and can thrive in this 21st century. So take a listen and enjoy. So uh, my name is Sebastian Bates. I'm the founder of the Warrior Academy. And the Warrior Academy is a martial arts organization that specializes in the development of character in young people. Uh, so what that means is that we aim to radically transform a child's life um, within three months by focusing on developing their confidence, conduct, and concentration. Uh, we started the Warrior Academy um, in 2011 in the UK and rural England, um, but it's now grown to a global organization um, across the UK and the Middle East with over 2,000 students in 70 clubs. Uh, we're both the top five in the UK, and a lot of my work now is with the Royal Family um, in Dubai. Wow. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. So what, what took you, um, just firstly, what took you to Dubai from rural England? That's quite a kind of like step, isn't it? What, what was it's a bit of a jump, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we get asked that a lot, to be honest. Um, so for the last eight years, you know, we've been, we've been um, creating martial arts clubs and building our organisation in, in lots of villages and small towns, um, starting um, in a village called Road in Somerset, where we had a, our first club was... Um, you know, in, in a school with 100 students and we had 20 sign up. So it was, it was quite a, a substantial population of the school who joined us, which is quite amazing. Um, but, you know, over the last eight years, we've never really tested um, our kind of business in, in a really urban environment like a city. And um, initially, um, you know, 2018, early 2018, I was looking to expand the Royal Academy to London. And that seemed like the most sensible uh, place to expand. Um, but I've got a good friend in Dubai. I visited him over the summer. And, um, you know, we, we, we had a good look at what was out there. And we felt like we had something which would really benefit people in Dubai, um, especially because parents are so busy. And what we do is we really aim to, to help busy parents, you know, help develop their child's character. And, um, and so, yeah, we, we fancied the adventure. We fancied the challenge. And in December 2018, 
I, I was booked in to, to teach over you know, 2,000 students in schools across Dubai. Um, and that's how we launched it there. That's amazing. I, I just, I just sort of like seeing how it's grown and progressed so quickly is is, yeah. is phenomenal. So, um, so what? I mean, what got you into that in the fir- into the sort of the Warrior Academy in the first place? What's what caused you to sort of start that as a business? What's the what's the background to it? Well, I've been you know, I've been uh, you know studying martial arts and passionate about martial arts for about twenty five years. Um, I've been studying six different styles and taking four of them to the national competition. I'm um, competing professionally in, in Muay Thai in Thailand. And so martial arts has always been a big part of my life. Um, initially, I was actually studying architecture um, in Denmark. So I was, I was set to be an architect. Um, about okay. a year and a half. <laughs> right, that's <laughs> quite... Know, quite <laughs> okay, architecture in Denmark to martial arts in Dubai. That's it. So a slight pivot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, after a year and a half there, I, you know, I spoke to my professor there um, and asked her... Um, you know, if I really, you know, smash this, where am I going to be in, in five years, 10 years, 20 years? And it was a really real turning point for me because the answer I got was so uninspiring. Um, and it almost, almost felt like a, um, a limit on what I could achieve. Um, and, and really, university was, was never going to be for me in the UK. I was terrified of accumulating, you know, thousands, thousands of pounds of debt for something I wasn't sure I was, I was really passionate about, um, which is why I studied in Denmark, where um, university is free. Um, and as I'm half Danish, you know, I'd, I'd be able to benefit from that. Um, so that, that's, that's what happened there. But very soon after that conversation, I decided to, to stop my studies. Um, and I bought a one-way ticket to India uh, with a good friend. We traveled around India. Then I moved on and um, went to Southeast Asia. And that's when I picked up Thai boxing. Um, and I ended up doing a lot of Thai boxing on Thai boxing camps there um, for about half a year before coming back to the UK and uh, doing a personal trainer's course. So I basically did a personal trainer's course in the UK um, and it was a six-week full-time course. I really wanted to do something active um, and to kind of use my body and my work um, and to also kind of be my own boss, you know, and just run my own business. Um, but my first gig as a personal trainer was actually to teach Thai boxing. Um, coming straight from a Thai boxing camp, it, it was kind of a natural progression for me to do that. So I, you know, started this club in um, a fairly rundown gym in Bath, which was a adult Thai boxing class. And it was the most testosterone fueled club you've ever seen. It was full <laughs> of guys who were desperate to fight. And it was, it was very, very different to what we do now. Um, but the ethos was there. And so, you know, one of the things that, that really inspired me about that club was, we were really helping some of the, the older teenagers um, who certainly weren't from privileged backgrounds through some really difficult transitions. Um, and that's when I fell in love with the idea of mentoring young people. Um, and, you know, I, I thought to myself, how can I do more of this? Um, but also I kind of asked myself the question, what if I could catch these young people at an earlier age um, and, you know, and embed the lessons that, that were passed on to me through martial arts, you know, um, your stronger confidence, a, a you know, deeper um, level of concentration, um, a strong moral compass, all these really important values, um, you know, that martial arts develops. And so I started a club um, in a primary school um, in a village, like I mentioned earlier, and, um, you know, we had, we had a, an amazing response. And so from there, I expanded it. Um, and within sort of two years, we had about 
20, 25 clubs and about two or 300 students. That's amazing. And that was, and that was that all from that first school that you got all those, you got all of those people were participating. Yeah. So it started, it started off in one little, one little school. We, we started running as after school clubs. Um, and then we, we basically just went through all the schools in Wiltshire and Somerset looking for, um, after school clubs we could run. Um, and so initially our, our model was completely based around after school clubs. And it's very different now. Um, we actually we actually don't do many after school clubs at all. It's all kind of evening clubs. So you you talked a bit about kind of getting into the mentoring. Is that is that really kind of like the main aim now for for the Warrior Academy? It's it's martial arts, but it's for a, an additional purpose, if you like. Is is that is that why what you're doing with Warrior Academy? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Warrior Academy really. It's, it's character development um, or self-development, if you like, for young people that we use martial arts as a vehicle um, to achieve that because it's just such an empowering um, activity for young people. Um, but, but I mean, you know, our, our goal is to develop a black belt mindset in our young students, um, you know, and, and to help parents mentor their children through three of the biggest transitions children go through. Um, and, you know, we, we work with over 5,000 families. We've, we've interviewed over 2,000 parents about this, and those huge transitions that we found are, you know, changing school, that's one of them. Mm. Um, that's, that's, that can really impact children, um, especially when their whole community is disrupted. Um, bullying, going through bullying, again, yeah. a, massive tra- a massive transition that, that a young person goes through. Um, and if, if it's not mentored in the right way, it's, it's, it can cause problems which go on into adulthood. Um, and then, of course, adolescence. You know, we, not only are we helping young people in a, in a very confusing time, but it's, it's helping their parents um, mentor them through that as well. And trying to keep the, the lines of communication open. Because often I find it's, it's not a generation gap, it's a communication gap, um, which causes the problems in adolescence. But, um, but yeah, so, so, so those are the sort of problems and, and transitions we try and help um, people through. And we, and we use martial arts to do it. And is it mainly is it mainly the parents that kind of are getting in touch with you, or do you find sort of increasingly that the, the, the kids are finding out about it from other kids that are in your academies, or is it is it a mix? I, th- I think I think because we're so focused on solving problems, and it's normally deep rooted problems that parents have that, that are very typical with raising young children. It's always the parents getting in touch. Yeah. You know, we, we, we never advertise martial arts class because that's, that's not our aim. Um, we, we always, you know, if, if we're ever putting an advert out there for people to respond to, it's developing a certain trait or an aspect or a value like confidence, conduct or concentration. Um, so that's, that's where the focus comes from. Yeah. So what, is it, is it um, a 10 week? How, how, does the, how does it work? Is it sort of like every week or is it last, last for 10 weeks or, or how does the, the programme work? So after, after initial trial with us, initially every single parent who contacts us, we book them in for an interview. So we interview every single parent um, before we um, send out invitations to our clubs. Um, in the UK, we've, we run four intakes a year. Um, and that just means we can focus on our, our current members at all times. Mm. Um, and then during those intakes, you know, we can focus on new students and give them a mentor who's a current member. So, um, so those, um, those intakes really help um, the instructors with that. Um, and when students join us after their, their trial, they're, they're put onto a, um, what we call the black belt journey um, with the idea of developing a black belt mindset or black belt character as the main goal, not just the black belt itself. Um, and so that's, that's typically an eight to 10 year journey. 
and you know it guides students through those three main transitions that we talked about um, and gradually students end up doing more classes so they typically start with one class but then you know they do two and often four to five classes um, we really start to push competition as well because we know what that does to a child's character when they when they do start competing and stepping outside of their comfort zone um, again that has to be done with, with a great mentoring or it's, or it's just not possible um, and then towards the end you know with our, our warrior method our four-step warrior method which is community inspire challenge and lead the final aspect being lead where we actually train our students after they become black belt um, on our assistant instructors course where we give them a guaranteed job in our organization at the end um, and that opens the doors to, to becoming an international instructor um, and joining us as a you know 17 18 year old flying around the world and um, teaching in the middle east and the uk that's amazing so that not only are you solving the sort of like those transition points but you're also offering employment guaranteeing employment i actually to be honest before we started this conversation i know i knew some about your business but i never knew that you did that as well so i think that's amazing do, do you know what it is when I, when I was starting this you know everyone would say to me so what do you do and i'd say i teach martial you know, i teach martial arts and the next <laughs> question would always, would always be so what else do you do and it was, it was always a case of, you can't possibly just be doing that. And for the world, the world, the world's changing. And, and I think it's such an important thing to pass on the young people that they can take their passion and turn it into a career. It's exactly what I've done. It's exactly what my team have done. You are massively passionate about martial arts. And there's just so much opportunity out there if you're clear on your message and if you've got the right mentoring. And that's what we want to do um, with our students. And the, the amazing thing for me is, you know, some of the students who, who, who join us when they're four years old, they're now, you know, 13, 14 years old. They're starting their assistant instructors course. Soon they'll be 16 and they'll be working with the whole team full time. We've got others who are, who are 17 years old now and they're, and, they're, and they're working with us, you know, which is amazing. We've got about 15 assistant instructors now, um, which means you- that in all of our clubs, there's, a, there's an additional black belt mentor. Wow. So you've started to see some of those already come to instructors. So that's, that must be so sort of rewarding and satisfying for you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I just wish this was around when I was younger, you know, I would have jumped at the chance. Yeah, I guess that, and that kind of leads me on to another question because it's what, I mean, it's one thing to sort of like set up a martial arts club. Like you said, you know, people say to you, what do you do? And you say, I teach martial arts. It's another thing to then take it all those steps further and have that whole program in place. So what drove you to do that and, and decide that you were going to do all that extra stuff um, to not just be the martial arts instructor? I think really the, the, the biggest thing for me was we, we, we take our classes really personally. We really listen to um, our customers, our parents, our members. And so, you know, as, as you get to know your members more and more and more, you, you start to dive deep into their problems and, and, you know, if you're pretty proactive with growing your, your company, you, you start to find out, you know, solutions. Then you test the solutions, you see what works, and then you just try and build on what works. Um, and so, you know, we've really been pushing it. Um, and, you know, the, the fact that we teach so many students now really helps us to, to develop courses like, you know, the, the, um, the assistant instructors course or the competition accelerator program. Um, all, the, all these different things, or, or even the, the, um, the bullying program I run for private clients, you know, all these different things which, which really are geared towards solving problems. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's probably why. And do you see 
I mean, obviously, you've got an international business now. Do you see the same issues and same problems in Dubai? You mentioned you're in Dubai as, as, you, do in, as you do in the UK. Um, very, very similar, um, but, but slightly different. So Dubai, typically in Dubai, you've, you've got one or two parents um, who are incredibly busy. Dubai is one of those places where expats often go. Um, they're going for, a, for an opportunity with their career or an opportunity with business but it's very, very time-consuming. Um, and, you know, they're, they're typically 30 to 50 years old in, at the peak of their career when they're in Dubai. Um, and what that means is you've often got um, someone at home looking after their, their children, um, but the discipline is often very different to, to how they would be doing it themselves, I find. So often our, our place is kind of to nurture these, these traits of you know, developing that comfort, developing that moral compass, and really just to try and be there to, to assist parents in developing those really core values. Um, and one of the things I'm really trying to get across in Dubai where, you know, everyone is sending their children to private schools and, and spending huge amounts on, on fees um, is that building a child's character is more important than, you know, getting high grades. And it's this, this idea of character over grades um, because ultimately, you know, a child's character and the development of that influences every single decision in their life. Whereas grades, you know, for me, it's something on a piece of paper to get you a job. Character is far more important. And so, so again, that's the kind of differences I'm seeing over there. Um, but, but, but also, equally, it's these three C's that keep popping up in conversations, you know, confidence, conduct, and concentration. And we've interviewed so many parents in Dubai and the UK now that we've, we, the, the correlation is so, so similar, you know? And do you think that is... is uh you say you see that correlation. Do you see that that is different from when you were growing up? Do you think that's just how it is now? Or, you know, or has, has there always been those problems for, for kids? It's just now we're much more aware of them. I think developing those three C's, uh, it's, it's completely down um, to nurture over nature. I think, I think you're, you know, you're, you're certainly born with a higher level of confidence or born with a, you know, better levels of concentration. Naturally, that's just, you know, we're all born different like that. Um, but what we found is that, you know, a child typically has one or two, but rarely all three. So for instance, a child may be super confident, really high levels of confidence, but they may lack in concentration or in conduct behavior, or they may have amazing levels of concentration, amazing levels of conduct and behavior, but lack in confidence. So really our goal is to bring all three C's up to a high level. Um, mm. And, and, and just, yeah, like I was saying, to, to nurture that over a long period of time um, requires us to work with parents, to work with the student and to work with their teachers at school as well. So our character learning program kind of brings, you know, parents, instructor and teachers all together um, where we all communicate, um, you know, and, and it, it creates the biggest impact possible. But I, but I definitely think it's, it's, it's always been like this. I can't imagine, um, you know, in the good old days 20 years ago, that all children had amazing confidence, conduct, and concentration. And, um, you know, it's, I, I mean, certainly things have changed with social media and, and the way we communicate. Um, in, in a lot of cases, um, studies are showing how, you know, um, concentration in some areas has gone down. Um, but again, if you're a good mentor or coach or instructor, your method for engaging has to, has to improve to deal with children nowadays. That's just, that's just a simple fact. And um, one of the things we're doing right now is a, is a cognitive study um, to uh, study the impact our course has on 
a child's um, cognitive development um, over a period of time, which is quite interesting. Studying things like long-term memory, short-term memory, working memory, um, reaction times, that sort of stuff. So if you ask me in a year's time, I might have some really interesting uh, data for you. Cool. Okay, I'll do that. Um, <laughs> I mean, you've talked a lot about, you know, how you, you know, how you got started and the sort of results you're starting to see, but what's, what's been your highlight so far? Is there one, can you pick one out or is, is there too numerous? My highlight so far, um, we start, we brought the War Academy and it was a really, um, you know, brave move to, to, to expand the War Academy abroad. Um, let alone the Middle East, where it's, it's such a different culture. Um, but to be recognized so quickly in the Middle East for providing something of really high value, um, to then be invited by the royal family um, to teach them in Dubai and the UK um, was, a, was a real privilege. Um, and, you know, to, to be teaching them for six months regularly was, was, an, was an incredible thing. So um, I think that, that's certainly been the highlight of my teaching career, definitely. Yeah, that's amazing. So actually, tell us a bit about that. How did the royal family in Dubai come about? Or is it just tenacity and, you know, just getting out there? I, I think the message just got out there. I think, um, you know, um, what we're providing in Dubai is quite different to anything else out there, especially that, that focus on character development. Um, it's just not articulated in the same way that, that we are, um, that we're doing it. So I think that appeals to certain people. Uh, who, who certainly look for that sort of thing, um, and and yeah, then then it was I was very quickly contacted, um, asked to to come by for some private sessions, um, which went down really well, and um, and then you know long term sort of mentoring began from there. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So what's um, what's next? What's on the horizon? Is it another country, or is it you know just expanding where you are? What's what's next in plan for Warrior Academy? So I think the next thing we're going to try and do is um, create the first ever um, boutique-style Warrior Academy dojo in the middle of Dubai. Um, so, so we've got a, a, you know, a full-time academy as a home instead of hiring halls. That's our, our first goal. Um, I think after that, we're looking to expand to Abu Dhabi um, and then potentially along the, along the Gulf and the other countries along the Gulf. So, so that's, that's you know, the sort of five-year plan there. Um, but again, within the next month, next month, in the next year, we're looking to to create the first international um, Warrior Academy World Championships. Um, we already had our, uh, you know, we, we run fairly big competitions in the UK. We, we have about two or three hundred people attending, um, and we had um, two of our students from Dubai fly over to the UK to join us in the competition, um, which was amazing. And you know, for me, just starting out in Dubai and having people have that much, you know, trust and faith in our program. Was, uh, was a real privilege as well. So we're very grateful for that. So look, looking to push, you know, all aspects of, of what we're doing um, in the Middle East and the UK, I guess. That's brilliant. So uh, watch this space, basically. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, obviously you started this from, you know, the ground up and it was you, I guess only you at one point. So mm. what advice would you give to someone wanting to start their own business? The advice I'd give... You've mentioned it was just me starting up. That's right. And I think um, it's one of, the, one of the biggest things I've found is we rarely do things, great things alone. And it's so important to um, trust people to grow your team as difficult as that can be, especially when, you know, it's, it's your child that you're nurturing this business and 
you know, if you don't let go of some control, you are never going to grow your business. And, and I, th I think the reality is, you know, it, it's worth risking everything to trust people. Um, and, that, and that's the message I, I would give to, to startups. You know, once, once, you've, once you've got in place what you need um, to run your business, to, to start looking for the right people to help you. And because if you're just on your own, so many things can go wrong. Um, initially, you know, I, I was on my own. I had a really bad accident, parachuting accident. And I almost lost it all. Um, but fortunately, I started to grow my team quite quickly after there. To the point now, we've got about 30 staff and you know lots of lots of assistants, which which really help. Um, but that ability to outsource and, and delegate is really what I found to kind of be the differentiator between a successful business and a, and, a, and a not so successful business, or or someone who's enjoying running their business, or someone who's completely overwhelmed by um, their to-do list. Yeah, exactly. I think that is the key. And I think it's scary, isn't it, when you have to do that for the first time or where you know you need that to do, do that for the first time. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And is there a particular, who was, your first, who was your first hire, if you like, whether it be contractor or, you know, someone just working for you part-time, who was your first hire? Um, our first kind of main full-time um, instructor um, would, have been the, the, uh, would have been Matt Hillier, who's now our um, UK area manager. Um, and he, he was working a, a busy full-time job, um, and for him, he had to make the very bold decision to, to you know, quit his full-time job and to, to do what no one, had, no one had thought possible and, you know, teach martial arts full-time, which wasn't really a, a standard career, but he was just so passionate about martial arts, you know, and, and he obviously had faith in me and trusted me, and, you know, and, um, and, it's, and it's worked so well, and, you know, just watching him grow through, through our program and, you know, now he manages, he manages all, you know, 20, 30 people in the UK um, and manages over a thousand students in the UK and, and 50 clubs and he's absolutely smashing it, you know. So um, having someone like that on your team, um, it's really beneficial. And, and the fact is now he's, he's gone through most of the different roles in the business. He's able to, to pass on that knowledge to other people and other staff and to train them up for other roles. Um, so it works very well. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So is there anything or any resources or any people or, or anything that you've done um, or that you found along the way that really helped you on your journey? Um, I'd, I'd certainly say finding mentors on routes is really important. Um, certainly, uh, you know, doing a business course is really, really useful. Um, it's, it's almost always worth the investment, providing you've had good references and good referrals from it. I think the, um, the best thing I've ever done to grow the Warrior Academy was start the KPI program, the Key Persons Influence program uh, with Daniel Priestley. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've tripled in size in, in the first year since, since, since doing the course and um, it's, it's just been an absolute turning point and a, li a life-changing uh, course for us. So, so that, well, there's, that's a, there's a shout out for Daniel straight away there then, isn't there? He's gonna, you know he's going to start using that and uh, he's going to use that little clip, hopefully. No problem. I'm happy, I'm happy to shout out for him. I owe him, so. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, I guess we've got that program in common, haven't we? So, um, and it's it. certainly, and I think certainly one thing that that does do is it, it just puts you in, an, in a network, and I hate to use the word network, but it, it, it is that, isn't it, um, of people that are... Um, all looking to grow their businesses and all very sort of like like-minded and, it, and it's that kind of thing that really helps you on your journey I think because when you're feeling 100%. a bit when you're feeling a bit like oh why did I start this mm. <laughs> you can't I mean, you know, I mean, 
it's so true and, and, and you know it was I, mean, I remember kind of joining the uh the the group and it was it's, it's so hard to find entrepreneurs who are really smashing it uh, especially in rural england i mean i don't really know where to find people about it. it's quite tough but this was um 300 people in one room all on the same mission all on the same kind of period uh stage of their business growth yeah and it was just an amazing feeling, isn't it? Everyone's, everyone's kind of really going towards the same goal, uh, really aligned with each other and what they want to achieve. And, um, and it's that level of accountability as well, which it's great to read books and to get knowledge from books. And by all means do that, especially when you're starting out, that's the best way to do it. But I think when you find yourself, you know, a, a group of people who are all on the same level, um, you know, a team of six, the accountability is, is just a phenomenal way to, to push you forward. Um, and you know, that's, that's really helpful. That's really helped me. I mean, our, our accountability group was fantastic during the course. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, you can find that in, in, in sort of many places, can't you? I know certainly in my local kind of co-working community, although that's not within the, the KPI program, there's certainly people that you can be talking with on a day-to-day basis in terms of keeping you accountable and, and still, um, you know, making sure that you've you've got people around you at the same point of the journey or just a bit ahead of you. And I think I think for me that's been one of the most important things, making sure I've got those groups of people around me um, that kind of get what you're going through as well. Yeah, completely. <laughs> and, and, I, and I mean, I'm, you know, being an entrepreneur is a pretty lonely sport. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're, yeah. yeah, I do. You've got the people around you, but, but, it, but it makes it so much more fun when you make it a team sport. Right. And you and you start to take on other people's problems and they take on your own problems. And, you know, when, when you're really working as part of an accountability group, you might spend, you know, an hour a week sitting down trying to solve other people's problems. But the benefit of that is you've then got five or six other people in your group who come from different, you know, different environments, come from different places, different experiences, who can then give you valuable insights into, into solving your problems. And by doing that, you know, you all accelerate, you know, much, much faster. Um, yeah. and, and that, that loneliness disappears because you're on the same page. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I guess one of my next questions would be, what What do you wish you'd known when you'd started out? Was Is there something that, you know, it took you years to discover or, um, you know, for me it was actually that finding people around me and I, I feel like I um, – was on on my own a bit too much for the first couple of years and it was only when I found that group of people that I thought oh crikey why didn't someone tell me about this before is there anything yeah. that is there anything that you, you you think that about hmm I think um really difficult I think I would have delegated earlier um you know but I've, I've, I've already talked quite a bit about that um that's that's certainly something I would have done though. I mean, just just having that few extra hours a week because you're delegating some admin can really mean that you're that you're giving more back to to your customers and to your business and helping that grow. Um, I I feel like I ticked a lot of boxes, um, you know, by by researching and educating myself and reading a lot and perhaps doing uh doing the course earlier would have been good. I mean, I, I did the course after seven years in business. If I had done a similar course three years into business you know, I might be in a very different position now. So yeah. maybe my advice would be um, seeking a mentor earlier on. Right. Okay. Early, yeah. Early. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think I was about three years in before I discovered that actually a mentor would be 
a really great idea. And I think I kind of had this, I worked in corporate environment before. And I, when I came out of that, I was a bit like, I don't need anybody. Cause I was so, you know, I was so in that mm. kind of like, where you had a mentor and you had a, a, a manager and you had a team and you had all of that. And I came out yeah. of it and was like, I'm on my own. That's great. And I think <laughs> I stayed, <laughs> I think I stayed in that too long, if that makes sense. Yeah. I know what you mean. So I do agree. You do need that. I, I think finding the mentor, finding whoever that is, your, um, your group of people or someone that's been there. I think that is a, I think that's a great answer. And, and, of, and of course, the funny thing is, when you're, when you're starting out, you're, you're so cost, cost conscious and, yeah. you know, you're watching every single penny because you need to. And really, you should be throughout business, I think, to stay lean and, and, to, and to not be wasteful. But, I mean, it's, if you've got a £10,000 course, which is, you know, potentially, it's got the power to, to save you so much more than that and to, and to make you so much more. I think the, um, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be paying for your mistakes either way, whether or not it's... it's um, by actually physically paying for them by making mistakes yourself or by paying for a course which will teach you how not to make those mistakes and to, and to have the accountability there from the beginning to yeah. go through them before you make them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, actually, I think there's been numerous, numerous times where I've, I've thought, oh, I did that. Why did I do that? You know? But you're totally right. It's, uh, yeah. It's one of those things, I think, um, but you've got to find, I think you've got to, with a mentor and, and, and things like that, I think you've got to find them at the time when you're ready. And I, I totally yeah. get that um, you're, you know, take on board your advice about finding that earlier. Um, mm. But I think that you've got to be ready and sort of willing and open to not necessarily advice, but sort of like the environment that that brings with it, having a mentor. And then unless you are, I think it, it's just kind of, you're like almost paying lip service to it, aren't you, a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I mean going, going into a course or, or pay for a mentor and just expecting it all to be done for you is obviously a terrible idea. I think, <laughs> I think, I think, you, I think you, you, you sign on the dotted line, you know what you're signing up to, and you've got to expect to be working three times as hard as you are before you sign up. And if you've got that in mind, then, like you said, you're, 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 you're joining at the right time. Um, you know, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um is there anything that, so is there anything, I guess, just going one sort of one last question back to your business. Is there anything that your program did for your, has done for your clients that you didn't expect? Or is it sort of exactly as you hoped it would be? Or has there been anything unexpected along the way? Um, there's, there's, I suppose there's two things, um, you know, well, quite a few things that, you know, over, over time have evolved and come through the business, which I, which I didn't necessarily expect. I think becoming a dad um, changed the way I, I see our classes. Um, initially, I, I was adamant that children and adults shouldn't be trained together. How can you as an instructor give you know, the, the full development to an adult as well as the full development to a child because there's they such different needs and wants in a class. Um, but really working in Dubai and, and being a, a busy dad myself, it's, it's a case of our family classes, they're, they're really geared towards um, families bonding together. So we, we start them at the beginning of the weekend um, and it's, it's amazing to watch families, you know, whole families, four or five people in the family come together, put their uniforms on and have an amazing class and um, bonding over martial arts, which, which is such a good um, activity for community and, and bringing people together. So that might be the only time, you know, a family gets to be together during the week, especially if they're really busy. So, so that kind of evolved um, over time. Um, I think my whole mindset 
um, with taking the Royal Academy global as well, um, is something I wanted to pass on to our, our young students. And so I've talked a lot about um, teaching them, you know, alternative ways um, to a career and, and taking their passion into, into the workplace um, and, you know, building their lives around their passion rather than just trying to find a job. Um, and I think, um, I think, you know, our business gives thousands of young people the tools to, to live a happy and successful life. Um, and it's developing that black mindset and, you know, strong mental health. Um, but it's, it's that global mindset I also want to impart on students. And so what we do is um, we've aligned with two of the UN goals uh, to improve health and education, uh, partnered with B1G1. Um, so we've got automatic donations going out to charities around the world. So throughout the child's black belt journey, which might take eight to 10 years, they'll give 365 days of life-saving clean water to a child in Ethiopia, you know, a few months of education to children in India. And throughout their journey, there'll be several bicycles they donate to children in Cambodia, as well as a, a well, which they'll be building in Africa. So just one student has an impact. When you have 2,000 students having that impact, it's amazing. And I, and I think when we teach a child that, you know, I really kind of feel it's our responsibility to teach a generation that they, they can and should impact the world positively. But then empowering them that the impact they make can actually be massive, especially as, you know, we have such a focus on teaching leadership skills. We want them to, to lead that change as well. Yeah. So the lesson we, we give them on, you know, you, you can and should make this global impact, we want them to go out and teach that as well. And then that compounding effect, if we can say we were at the center of that, to me, that's, that's a success. So yeah. that, that, that's our vision. It's not martial arts. It's, it's leading positive change in the world and making a huge impact. I think that's brilliant. And I love the, we're actually talking to um, the guys over at B1G1 for one of the later podcasts. So um, we can find, we'll find out, everyone will find all about, about that as well. And I, I, um, I work with them as well um, as part of my mm. business. And I give to, um, I support women, specifically women's projects um, okay. in, in education and sort of setting up their own business. So, and I think that's a really great way of, of, of having that additional impact, like you said. So mm. not only are you having that impact around confidence and, and resilience in the children, you're actually doing that additional impact with that and, and you're putting your money where your mouth is, you know, and mm. just the whole ecosystem then is sort of coming together, isn't it? And I, I think that's a really, actually, probably a really great place to, to finish, to be honest, because you can't really say any more than that, can you? No, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's just... It's a natural ending. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're doing everything you're doing within your business, but you're also, uh, and, and the amazing results that's getting, but you're doing that additional as well. And I think that's what, um, that's what this podcast's all about, really. And, um, yeah. and why that's so important, to be honest, because I think we all know from our own sort of who we, who we buy products from, who we buy services from, you, you want to know that you're buying from someone that is giving that additional um, support and giving back and, and leading and leading the change that we know is important so Definitely. well done and thank you for, for your time it's been brilliant to talk to you finally thank you very much <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me it's been a pleasure <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed that um, edition of the Business is Good podcast. Um, isn't Sebastian just the most motivating and interesting person to talk to? Um, 
I actually feel like I might have to go out and start doing some martial arts. I mean, we all know I'm not going to, but it felt like, I felt like, well, maybe I should give this a go. Sounds all very empowering. So um, who knows? In future episodes, you might hear about my journey into martial arts. Anyway, that's it for this week. Um, Tune in next time. And that's it for now from the Business is Good podcast. Thanks. Thanks.